No one on earth was born successful. It's a journey with multiple twists and turns. These are the stories of individuals who may have gotten lost along the way, but managed to navigate back on the right track. You're listening to the Successes Learned Behavior Podcast with Evan The Show. All right, it's another episode of Success is Learn Behavior Podcast. I'm Evan the Show, and we're just chatting about success and success stories. You know, success is a journey. Everybody's story is the same. And I have a special guest for with, uh, for, for you today. Um, he is an artist. He's a musician. He's a filmmaker. And he's from San Jose, California. Uh, his musical influences include Frank Ocean, The Weeknd, Donald Glover, Anderson Pack, and a whole lot of other folks. Um, on the film side, he's he's uh, done work for Future is Color, and he's written and directed for SDACLU. He's done commercials for them, and he spent his years, uh, quite a few years in San Diego, California, uh, just specializing in marketing, storytelling, and help pe- helping people find their voice. And he also has a single coming out on February the 22nd, and I'll let him explain that a little further when he comes on, but please welcome none other than the one, the only, Jamwell. How you doing? Man, that was so grandiose, bro. I got I to gotta tip my hat to you, bro. <laughs> hey, man, great grandiose intro for a grandiose dude like you, man, listen. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> so... Yo, the way we met, uh, we 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 met in San Diego at this event called Soul Sunday. And, yes, sir. Uh, if you haven't been hearing the buzz about it yet, I'm I'm letting you know that <laughs> it's a fire event. Something I've I've been to plenty of events. Like I've I've been to award shows. I've been involved in a lot of different things around the, the you know the world. Period. And um, it's it's nothing quite like this. Matter of fact, San Diego as a whole, musically, I feel like is the best kept secret. Mm. Um, mm. Talk to him. Talk there, to him. There's, there, and, and, and this is a dude from North New Jersey, and we got a lot of talented folk out here too. But Come I on. just I slept on the talent. I, I never even thought of, you know, I, I know like Andrew Days from there. It's quite a few people from San Diego, but it just I didn't know how phenomenal the scene was musically there, and just. I think Soul Sunday embodies all of that. Uh, there's multiple artists and the, the, the support that they give one another and the professionalism and the showmanship, all of that. It's, it's just a vibe. Like hey. it, it's, it's, it's an incredible thing. Now what's, what's your jam? What's your role at Soul Sunday? Yeah. So um, first off, uh, thank you again for the praise straight up. San Diego is a hidden gem. Um, for a lot of uh, really great artists, you know, all around musicians, designers, um, you name it, you know. Sure. Um, so shout out to San Diego and the community down here. Um, I'm originally from the Bay Area, so my time in Oakland, hey. and you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> my my time up in the Bay, it, it it I've seen a lot of communities that have um, thrived from the jump, and this reminds me of that, you know. So I I love seeing it. Um, but Soul Sunday, man. Um, you know, Blake, Blake Dye, he is the uh, founder and owner. Shout out to my man, Blake. Um, he, they started this thing off um, back in the day at uh, a coffee house, Public Square in La Mesa. Um, and what once uh, first started out as just like a weekly jam session slash show in a local coffee house, they would pack a band um, in the smack dab in the middle of a cafe. 
um, okay. to get together for one night every month um, and, and show out, you know what I'm saying? Inject some of that that culture that we know and love that we've grown up with, whether it, whether it be music, art, um, sight, sounds, um, the whole thing, and just have a night to celebrate. Um, once the pandemic hit, uh, you know, we had to, uh, they, they took a pivot and started to partner up with Courtyard. And Courtyard is a open air venue, fully outside, COVID friendly um, place where you can come to an event, enjoy music, enjoy live music, have a couple of drinks, but still have a safe environment. Especially we emphasize having a safe environment for women because it's a really tough, um, tough time when it comes to have providing safety for that. Um, and also providing a platform for artists to show out. Um, and uh, the special thing is they get to be paired with a full band every month. And we're talking about like a five piece band with a full horn section. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, and I knew that I, I um, once I caught wind of what Blake and, and the team was doing, I knew I, I loved it because it reminded me of my time um, growing up as a musician in Oakland. And um, when I was doing shows out in Oakland and Berkeley, I would be performing at open mics. Um, getting to know different folks, getting to know different people that play different instruments from different backgrounds that showcased where they from, where they were from first as a person, as a human being, and then getting into the whole like, oh, damn, you can sing, you can play trumpet, like you, you, you do all of that, what the, so it, it was, it was this perfect alignment when I saw Soul Sunday and came to a show, um, I, I ended up being able to perform um, at at uh, Soul Sunday um, last year, and that was a huge blessing because I feel like I that wish lifted. I knew you then, man. I actually did <laughs> see some of the clips there, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, Jam Young, <laughs> that too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So and talented. Yeah. Uh, thank you, man. I'll forever be indebted to uh, Blake and the team for gracing me with the chance to pair up with them um, and, and perform. Um, and from there, I was like, yo, like. Back in the day when I used to do open mics, I used to also help run a few um, and just make sure there was an emphasis on the artists, on um, do they have all the resources they need? Do they have the proper communication going into a show? Um, do they have an onstage beverage? Do they have a tea? Do they have a coffee? Do they have water? Um, and making it really all about the artist. So as soon as Blake and, and myself started talking about that, um, we kind of developed this A&R position um, within Soul Sunday itself and uh, being able to help make sure that artists that are onboarded to the show feel like no matter what level or position they're at in their careers, whether you're first starting out and first starting to write um, and getting a couple songs out there, or if you've been in the game for a minute, you're a big elevated star and you're doing the thing, you get the same exact level of treatment all the way across the board. And it's just reminding artists from every caliber, um, which I think we all kind of yearn for, that we're all human at the end of the day. Um, I love it. So that, yeah, that's that's kind of my role. And I also dabble in a little bit of marketing as well. So um, shout out to Cam, uh, Christopher Cameron, Cameron Cambino, like that, that I like to call him. Um, he shoots everything per show and I go ahead and do uh, the video editing and production. And I also handle the marketing too. So I, I, I put everything up on the Instagrams and all that stuff, so. Okay. Okay. And it's, it's, it's really top notch. So you're, <laughs> Thank not a, you. you're not originally from San Diego. So what, what, what brought you there? If you don't yeah. mind me asking. Oh man, I'll be real candid about it. Um, right, cool, cool. <laughs> Cause you know how you're like, man, if somebody's going to ask me why I moved down, uh, here's what I'm going to say, but like, no, nah, I've accepted it. Uh, I moved down here originally with a, with a, a girlfriend at the time. Um, now ex-girlfriend and, and and God bless her and everything too. We have a, you know, a good friendship, but um, moved down to support. And I figured like, if I'm going to learn 
straight up just more about life in general because like at that point I was like I was doing food um, and then I was also figuring out like um, a whole musician's journey um, how to hop into recording studios how to um, book shows all that stuff right. I need to break out of my hometown I need to um, I love it here I, I love everything that's going on but if I'm really gonna grow as a human being like I gotta I gotta go elsewhere I gotta go somewhere where nobody knows who I am. Nobody knows what I do um, and really find my own way there and kind of redefine. Um, and it's perfect with your podcast, like redefine my own definition of success in my own way, too, because that's the only way to break through to the next levels, you know. That's for sure. And it's, it's crazy that you say that because it's just like there's so much comfort at home and we get relaxed and the people around us are so comfortable and they kind of put you in this box and you kind of stay stagnant and you don't go anywhere. And then when you go into a new environment and you're talking to somebody, I lived in South Korea for, for a little uh, stint, right? What? what? <laughs> Yo, that's story. tight. Long story. But I, I lived in South Korea and it really pushed my... A lot of people see me as quiet and things like that, but when yeah. I came back from there, I was just ready to talk to everybody, and just it just pushed me way out of my comfort zone. So being in a new arena or being in a new uh, land, uh, if you will, just has you uh, feeling like the sky's the limit because sure. you don't know the limitations there because it's it's a brand new place. So. You, you know the restrictions in your own hometown. You know if I ask this person, it's not going to get done. As opposed to, like, if you go somewhere else and you ask something, you just, like, it's supposed to get done. It's almost like oh, kind man. of like being blind. <laughs> going, <laughs> like, if this is bliss, it's, like, absolutely bliss when you go into another area. And I've lived in multiple places, and I've had that that same, you know, scenario and situation. So I, I definitely can relate to you in that, that, that situation, man, for sure. Very. Very. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that thing, man. When you get pushed out of your comfort zone, it's not like, um, I think the thing I was jaded by when I first moved out was like, uh, if I move out, I can't, I can never come back home. <laughs> you know, that's what I was scared of, but it's like, it's nah, it's not the case at all. When you, when you move out, man, you can't wait to go back home. You can't wait to go right. visit every now and then you can't wait you to can like share the new experiences. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And, and you can bring some new insight and some new life into the place that you're you're, you're at. Like I've I've come home so many times, like multiple times, and I I try to take what I learned from other places and bring it here and try to make my you know where I'm from better. You know exactly. That's the key. I love that. Yeah, you you hit it right on the head right there. Now you now just a few minutes ago you said you were doing food. Now what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was doing hospitality, man. I was doing hospitality. You know, I, okay. I have a um, a pretty pretty good um, experience in terms of like running restaurants and um, and dabbling in like um, I definitely was no means by no means was I a chef or anything like that. Okay, okay. Um, that's what that makes sense, and it it speaks to like your personality, even with like the stuff you do with the talent and I actually seeing like uh, uh you know the treatment that you've given them and that that makes perfect sense that makes perfect yeah sense. Okay. yeah man okay. and i always encourage people like if if you feel like you need some more people skills go pick up a server job or a barista job because it'll teach you real fast <laughs> it, it definitely does I, I i remember quite a few instances where i actually worked at apple uh in my younger age uh the uh -huh. retail store and uh -huh. oh retail set you straight <laughs> oh it does and this uh, this lady just humiliated me. She's like, just like everything about me, she just kind of picked on and all of that. It had nothing to do with the computer. <laughs> picked on me and I was I was able to like just redirect her and, it, you know, eventually get my manager involved and all of that stuff. But 
people are cruel to people <laughs> in, retail or even in the service industry period it's just like the treatment that oh and, and that's why i'm so kind well that's not the re only reason i'm kind to people but it, <laughs> definitely people who do retail and customer service i'm like i, I gotta give you extra love a hundred percent a hundred percent all right so <laughs> i want to know you're, you're you're an artist you're a musician and you're a filmmaker right mm -hmm. um how do you balance the music and filmmaking? Oh, man. How do you balance that? That's a great, a really great question. Um, I think it's one that I'm actively trying to um, not search for an answer. Because I feel like I, I had to change my mindset of like searching and reaching to now um, realizing and recognizing. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Because it, it kind of... It, it gives it a different connotation or context. Um, and at first I was like, I thought I was a weird person. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought I was weird because I was like, I'm the kid who likes to do five, six, seven different things all at once. Um, a lot of people would think you're scatterbrained. A lot of people would think uh, you can't focus on one thing at a time. But and again, this isn't, you know how like in the game, in the financial game right now, everybody's like, this isn't financial advice or anything like that. This is my disclaimer, this is my disclaimer right here. Exactly. Um, this is by no means advice. But for me, what I found personally is the more that I started to lean into it of embracing that I myself, um, I'm a geek over music. I'm a geek over like Japanese city pop, over um, bass lines, over uh, songs that sound complicated but are really simple, while also being a, a geek about like, uh, my friend Erwin and I went to go watch uh, Macbeth the other day and like throughout the whole, and I kid you not, the theater was empty. <laughs> the theater was- Isn't that crazy? crazy it, right because people don't understand like i'm a theater guy too i went to arts high school yes. and we we we've definitely we've, we you know we study um you know classical music and different things like that and I, I play piano i don't usually tell people that but no <laughs> yes but it, that's what i'm saying it's like these yeah, little yeah, nuances yeah. man this is what makes you you You're and right, like right when you when you lean into these things, then you 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 feel less pulled by them and more curiously stepping and walking into the path with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I found myself like we we were sitting there and we were watching Macbeth, and I was like, I can't understand the words because you know it's like super Shakespearean. But I'm like looking at the the the, the framing. I'm looking at that's that's an interesting choice of contrast in the colors because it's only black and white, but you can do so much with it if you're like really in that craft, right? And it can make you feel some type of way when something isn't as like straight up like pitch black versus something that's kind of like midnight gray next to a face. Like those little details, right? Like yes, I, I started to lean into those nuances and those details really in the past like year, two years. Um, and it took a lot of like deep down questions and finding myself of like, yo, the reason why I love film and theater is cause like I was in choir in high school and I would hang with the drama kids. And by default, like I used to be in a choir pit or a, a orchestral pit to play guitar for like an Elvis musical. And I'm like, 
I remember that moment I fell in love with musicals in theater. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like this, 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 this for me, it's like uh, leaning into it has helped me understand, okay, that's why I like doing this. So that's why I should lean further into it. And it's just been just that cycle. So even with my music, I've been learning um, a lot of where my influences come from. Like, why do I always write sappy love ballads? <laughs> you know what I mean? What do I keep writing in that They're style? needed, man. They're needed. They're... Especially in this day and age, man. They, they're definitely needed. <laughs> exactly. I, I learned that that's all the songs that my, my dad would be singing on the karaoke machine as I was growing up in that exact style. And that's why I love it so much. Like, I could be the cheesiest love song. It could be like some Celine Dion type stuff. And I will sit there and be like, yes. <laughs> you know? So... That 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 process, by default for me, created that balance um, in turn because I felt out of balance when I couldn't recognize where it was coming from, and I started feeling more in balance when I recognized where it came from, and it became less of a uh, chore or or um, thing that I need to do. It became a more of a thing of like this is me, and I get to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like I get to create in that lane and do that. And that's how I got here. <laughs> See, so, all right. So how do you respond to people that say, you know, you, I'm sure you've maybe heard the phrase, uh, Jack of all trades is a master at none. Cause I, I find it offensive when people say that, cause I do, I do multiple things, but right. everything aligns with what I'm doing to be honest, but yeah, you, they wouldn't know that. But how do you mm -hmm. respond to people that say things like that? Donald Glover. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> that, you know what? <laughs> yo, he's the perfect example. And the perfect, yo, he, he's, he, now he's an amazing talent. He's definitely, I wouldn't say he's slept on, but I feel like he should get even more credit than what he's given. Right. Uh, his talent's right. amazing. He's a stand-up comic. He's a, he's an actor. He's a singer. He director. Rapper, writer. Director, right. I you love know. the uh, what, what was the piece that he did with Rihanna? Um, oh, Guava Island, yes, that is one of my favorite shows. Yo, that was incredible. Yo, <laughs> and it's like, and if you're not like, if you're not a mainstream moviegoer, you're, you're not gonna like that film, and that's okay. But if you love nuance, if you love little hitches, like little things that are not I perfect, it three times, yes, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? You love that movie because it's a yes. it's it's a standalone film, and you're like, on top of that, you got Rihanna and Donald Glover acting in one piece. You know what I'm saying, um, and it and it it's not shot on on anything like high definition cameras or nothing like that. It feels like an old film you would pick up on a VHS tape, right? Um, at a random video like, store. At a Super 8, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I love that stuff. I, I think at the end of the day, bro. Um, I guess what I'm really trying to say is like when people uh, when people ask that question or say that that phrase, um, "Jack of all trades is a master of none." Um, I think the first thing in my mind that pops up is like nuance, man. It's all nuance. Every Everyone can be a master of whatever they choose as long as it's within their nuances that they actually want to do. And that's, you know, that's that 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 hits right there, <laughs> you that's know. Bar. <laughs> yep. Songwriter too? All right. No. <laughs> yeah, you already know. <laughs> so, listen, um I want to know more about your you, you growing up in the bay. Tell me yeah. tell me tell me about life in the bay for for you as a kid. Man, um I love it. I I I you can already instantly tell how, by how I smile. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, and it's not like it's it wasn't perfect. I I didn't grow up with money. I didn't grow up with, you know, all that stuff, but I did grow up with a family that knew how to make something out of nothing. 
even when you really don't have anything at all. You know what I'm saying? Um, and at some point my family had something, but then the lesson was, you know, and, and for anyone that's like religious, like as much as God can grace you with anything, God could take it away just like that. That's you know, fact. yes, sir. and you have to find happiness aside from that fact. So, uh, for me, growing up in the Bay, I actually I was born in the Philippines. So I was born okay. um, in Quezon City, Manila, um, and at six months old, uh, my dad brought me over here on a plane with my family, and we lived in LA. Uh, we you know, it was one of those situations where we, we had a family friend that my dad was staying with. Um, it was like six of us in one in a room. And we were just happy to be in the States. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and and um, I, I don't remember any of the time that I spent in L.A. besides the fact that I would play Nintendo 64 with my family friends. Gotcha. And you know what I'm saying? And we would play Diddy Kong Racing. That's the only memory I have. <laughs> Fast forward, and then really growing up as a kid, going to elementary school, going to, to middle school. I grew up in San Jose. Um, and uh, shout out to the 408 one time, um, East Side San Jose. Uh, and really, it was like a melting pot of so many different types of people from different places. So I, I'm really looking back at my time growing up in the Bay, like I'm thankful that I was able to, and I know it's a privilege, you know, to, to be able yes. to be in a community that has a melting pot of people. Uh, people from all over the world. So Asians, Indians, or Indians are Asians, Asians, um, white, black, Hispanic, you name it. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a, like all the kids, we we grew up with so much empathy and, and all that because we understood each other's nuance, whether we do it or not. You know what I mean? Because we would share food at lunch. We would share mm. like, you know, little, little things that kids do, <laughs> you know? Um, that, was, that wasn't happening here at all. <laughs> man, you know what I mean? And, and that's why I say like, uh, I'm, I'm super thankful I grew up that way too. Cause even the teachers were like emphasizing that and the teachers were emphasizing like um, everybody comes from different places, but we're all one, like all that stuff and, and humanity. And I'm really, I'm really blessed and, and lucky to, to really have that experience. And I know that in the world right now, everyone is, uh, we're starting to get there. And we need to continue to build, but you know, progress ain't linear. Like there's some messed really up things, yes. a lot of messed up things happening in the world right now. But if there's anything that I'd love to to see more of, I'd love to see that and feel that. Because fast forwarding to now, um, I well, I started doing music in fifth grade. I dropped my guitar on stage at a talent show in front of 300 people, all parents for kids. <laughs> you know. Gotcha. Um, and the front row, which was probably some teachers, they told me to pick up my guitar and keep going and just put my, my leg on the amp. So I did that. And then afterwards, when I got off stage, they asked me for my autograph as a kid. <laughs> and like, I think about that moment. Wow. I think about that moment a lot now, because it's like, you could do the absolute worst thing ever on stage or make a mistake or, or do something. But failure is like, your perception of what happens after and what you do after with it is what matters. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I carried that, carried that with me, started writing music, started doing um, shows in the Bay area. Shout out to everyone around that time um, where we would be booking shows together, playing at colleges. We would play at Berkeley. One time I played at Davis um, and San Francisco, just all around in California. Um, 
I went to college for a semester in the Bay um, for sound design. So I went for film scoring. Quickly realized a $5,000 price tag for a summer was not the way to go because my family didn't have money. <laughs> and, and I was just learning music theory all over again. Um, again, this is not advice for anybody. Um, and I just read the story. I, I, I feel it. I feel you know, yeah. um, and from there, uh, took the took the leap of faith and, and took a chance on um, the curiosity. Um, and it's you know opportunity after opportunity came, and that's how I ended up here. So <laughs> awesome, awesome. So did your love for film come at that time, or was it earlier on, or was it later in I'd, life? I'd say in high school. High school was when film came. Um, it came from using um, like a Microsoft program, iMovie. It wasn't iMovie. Was it was a movie maker? Movie maker. I, yeah, used I remember. Movie... I, I was on there. <laughs> yes. I, I, I used movie maker and a point and shoot to make class projects um, <laughs> in high school and middle school. And everybody would be like, I don't know how to edit this. I'd be like, I don't know either, but I'm gonna figure it out. And I started I doing that. <laughs> and then like I got better at it. And then I started using that video editing for YouTube videos and would do covers in my bathroom as a kid, YouTube covers oh, and nice. <laughs> cut them, edit them, put them up, all that stuff. So I was practicing that all like at that age. Okay. You just made me realize that. Wow. <laughs> oh man, sometimes you gotta go back. You it, it made you trace back your steps, but yeah, that's okay. That that makes sense. Um, so you were doing both pretty much well, music came first, and then you grew into your love for filmmaking and different things of that nature, correct? Yeah, exactly. So what 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 are some what have been some of your obstacles? Uh the, some of the obstacles that you've encountered uh in your endeavors, um, and what mm -hmm. lesson ha has it taught you? Oh man, the one that I battle every day is myself. Um, mm. I think that's the biggest obstacle. Um, that's a that's a bold answer because people don't like to give you know they don't like to throw themselves under the bus. But man, I'll, I'll be straight up with it, man. Like, there's a lot uh, that comes into it in terms of like the mental space you have to have, the the clarity, all that stuff. Um, but I think uh, the answer that that came to me through reading, through a lot of talking, a lot of talking, like to really close friends and family is like, sometimes you'll cut yourself off from the blessings before they come to you because you think you don't deserve it or, or that you can, you can never create that thing or write that song or direct that movie, win that award, you know, things like that. Um, so to be able to dissect that and just start off, like I, I've pretty much like relearned what even my own definition of success is um, in the past year, um, past couple of years. Um, I'm, I'm sure every creative can like relate to like imposter syndrome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I'd say first and foremost, like the, the everyday obstacle is myself. And that can apply to like even your, your, your health, your mental health, all that stuff. Like you got to be the one to take the step out the door to, um, to go out for a jog or to go to the gym or to write this song, you have to pick up the pen. You have to just apply, right? Um, I would say the second thing is expectations. A lot of expectations um, are have been like the biggest obstacles and like um, from a technical standpoint, I think the expectations of like, uh, I wanna be a filmmaker, but like, I don't know this terminology or I don't even know how to use Final Draft, which is a program you write 
screenplays with or stuff like that right mm-hmm. um or like as a musician like i don't know how to i don't know how to do a guitar solo i don't know how to i don't even know what this scale means or that scale is or like how can i ever play a guitar solo on a song you know what i mean let alone record my own song exactly um once i once i got rid of those expectations and just um one practiced a lot like started applying myself like if i didn't know um like i didn't know how to use final draft um and i really wanted to write a script for the commercial for the aclu and i knew microsoft word wasn't cutting it <laughs> like using or google word you know um i sat down and studied the program for like you know three four days four hours at a time and just studied it and like learned it learned the commands learned the shortcuts learned um this is what to do when you do a transition this is what not to do when you want to put dialogue on there um i just threw myself in applied myself absorbed the information and i said okay it's time and then i just i wrote i i put my my, my head down and focused and wrote the, the whole thing and i wrote it in one sitting i think it was because of the commitment that came after i let go of the expectations of i should write it this way or i should uh, you know what i mean like i, I should be yeah. writing a pop hit when what i feel like writing today is like a slow somber jazz you know what i'm saying like um and that cycle for me or that that habit now has unlocked so many different things creatively like when creatives get this creative high like where they feel like they can um create any literally anything out of nothing it's it's a time where it's like okay it's it's go time you know what i'm saying um, <laughs> so, yeah so i think those two things man just to answer that um it's myself uh biggest obstacle and then also my expectations um and taking responsibility of that i appreciate your honesty i i, I don't know i think it was tyrese might have actually wrote a book called get out of your own way Ooh. and i've definitely been learning to accept that a lot of times and a lot of things that have occurred in my life have been my own fault. Yes. And I just have to do just that. I have to get out of my own way. And it, it, so far it's been, it's been working pretty well for me. Man. There, exactly. That's how we got this. <laughs> you know? I mean, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now, um, I've, I've, we, we haven't gotten to know each other just yet, but we definitely will be soon, especially since I'm moving to San Diego soon. Hey, yep. So, um, uh, but I was, I was scrolling through your, you know, your Instagram and looking through different things of that nature. Um, and I am, am correct me if I'm wrong, but your recently your, your dad passed away. Yes, that is right. Yeah. Well, my condolences to you. Thank um, you. What I do notice though about you is um you're still pursuing your endeavors and a lot of people when death happens because i even know with me and you know when people have passed i it kind of completely shook me and knocked me off of the path a little bit and i got deterred and i just want to say that i admire how you're continuing to keep going and I, I just want to know, I got to, I got to ask, where did you, where did you get this drive from? I, man. One thing that I keep on me all the time, and I'm actually going to give this back to my mom. Cause it's, I feel like this is uh, something that um, my mom got from my dad, but um, 
Hold on, it's a little blurry. This is a picture of my dad when he was a kid, when he was a teenager. And back then, um, when he was going through his, he, we, he was about to do chemotherapy um, the first round. And I don't know what it was. I, I trust in God and like his timing and everything, um, even throughout situations, right? Because um, some things might feel like they're happening to us and not for us. But I do know that there was a miracle within everything that happened. I got time to sit down with my dad and um, at the dinner table, one of the last times um, where he could actually like physically stay up and, and talk and, and hold his own. Um, I asked him everything about his life. Asked him straight up, like, who are you before us, before me, my brother and sister, and before you met mom? And he shared with me his story um, and how many different things he did. And it all started, um, one of the first things he did was music. You know, there's even a picture of him um, singing for a competition on stage with like a Filipino straw hat, a sachet and stuff. And he's singing on a microphone um, to a crowd. Uh, and um, I realized then in that moment, like that that's the thing, that's my answer. That's that's who I am. It's, it's embedded in me um, as a human being, as every fiber of me knows and loves music. And I get that from him, you know? And I think um, some of the last moments that I shared with my dad and uh, thank God for my family because we were all together and, and were able to spend the last moments with him. Um, one of the biggest things with him um, was just this feeling of um, uh, not affirmation, but I felt like the way that he passed the torch to me was through that. You know, because he he always encouraged me to do music, even when it wasn't making any money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, and and um, but you know, he would tell me, you know, just be smart, do your thing, um, make sure you go out and, and and do that because you need to take care of the family and stuff like that. Um, but I think it was just that feeling, that deep, deep feeling of um, my dad passing that torch on to me, um, that it would be like a disservice if I didn't pursue it. You know what I mean? If I if I didn't. Um, if I didn't carry the torch, if I didn't, um, follow the love and passion that, that, um, is now, uh, around me and surrounding me with me, all things music. Um, I think that drive comes from a very, there's no technical thing about it. There's no, um, metric. There's no, um, amount of success that could, um, take me away from it or, or put me in it. Um, and that's how I know that that's a lane that I'll forever be in. And um, even when the going gets tough, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it, boy, does it get tough, you know. Um, but uh, I think that's where I get my drive from, man. I think it's a um, combination of knowing that that's what my dad passed on to me. Um, and also knowing that uh, that's the only, music is the only thing that I feel like truly aligned with. That's what I know, you know. Um, so yeah, thank you for asking that. And thank you for acknowledging too, because man, I, it hasn't been easy, you know, with, uh, with my dad's passing. And I think, um, before he left, uh, he gave me the blessing to pursue it full time too, uh, because of some things that I can't talk about on this podcast, but people will find out about soon. So yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Well, 
But thank you for being open enough to, you know, share that with us, because I'm sure that'll help someone else that is definitely going through the same exact thing. But I just uh, after seeing that and I think I, I saw you maybe not too long after I saw, you know, what happened. And I'm just like, yeah. man, he was just in good spirits. He didn't. You, you, you and everybody heals differently. Everybody heals right. it doesn't it doesn't make you weak or anything like that. If you are, you know, in bed all day or anything like that, but you just it you seem like you were definitely in a good place, especially Man. after losing someone just so important to you know what I mean? So yeah. um now thank you. Now, yeah. Um I, I believe I believe everything that you're continuing to do. I don't know your dad personally, but I'm sure he definitely be proud of how you're continuing to to pursue, you know? Man, thank um, you. Speaking on pursuit, um, let's go on a lighter note. I want to know what your personal this is success is learned behavior. And I believe that everybody <laughs> has a um different definition of success we all try to make it the same thing a lot of people try to make it this grandiose thing it's all you know money or it's uh degrees or it's 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 it's, it's something else uh but everybody has a different definition and i want to know what your personal definition of success is mm. oddly enough i mean it's different for everybody, right? Like you said, like you prefaced it. Um, I think at the root of success, true success is joy at the end of the day and happiness, um, acceptance, awareness. So it's something that as lucrative as it can seem, it's actually right there in front of you the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because um, we can get lost in metrics and goals and and dollar signs and dollar amounts and stuff like that to define the success within ourselves. But for me personally, I think um, success is finding the purpose that you know, that you eat, sleep and breathe with that, you know, is you. And that's different for everybody. But like finding that, having complete and utter faith in it and falling in love with it and pursuing it, that I, in my opinion, that's what I feel like success is for me right now. Um, because, uh, I'm a big believer that like your ancestors passed down so many different things by living their lives to then help you find your purpose and find your success. Um, and to recognize that is to recognize your own power. Um, and I think it can't be defined by anybody else besides yourself. You know what I'm saying? And there, there's, um, there's level levels to it. There's layers to it, but I think you you yourself have to believe in the success within you before you can um, find it anywhere else. And that's truthfully all that matters. You know what I'm yes. saying? And success doesn't have to be the thing at the end of your life. If, in matter of fact, it should not. It should never be the thing that's at the end of your life. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like that's how you get to a situation where um, uh, you you regret like not being able to stay in the pocket of time that you're in. Cause like losing my father taught me all about, like, I thought success was before I go home and spend time at home with my family, I need to have this amount of the, uh, in the bank account. I need to have this career. I need to have this, that, the other, this, that, the other. And it took me away from my family um, for that amount of time. And don't like, I, I don't regret anything. Um, but I think 
we need to restructure this relationship that we have with success being at the end of the road and success actually being every step along the way of the road. Holy crap. I just got like chills about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, like, sir. Every, yes. Like if you think about it, every step is successful because you got to wake up today and breathe. You got to wake up today and think. You got to talk to such and such. You got to do this, do that, do all of these things, as long as you follow the golden rule, don't hurt nobody and don't do nothing dangerous. Um, That would put people at jeopardy, but like success is with you every step of the way. You just got to see it in that way. Success will never be this thing that you punish yourself with. Success will always be this thing that you actually walk with and can walk happily and and with joy and with curiosity and wonder um, that I think is what we, have strived for, but it's been right in front of our faces the whole time. Mm. Man, bars. <laughs> <laughs> Man. You're dropping gems this entire episode. I'm, I, I got so many little sound bites I can use for promo and all that. But hey, man, that, I, I feel like it's... I feel like it's it's not even me at this point. I honestly feel like I'm talking through my dad's perspective because he, he lived a life. He lived a long life. He lived a really great life. Um he was making figures at some point he was the hottest realtor in the game at some point in san jose okay but towards the end of his life like uh and he shared it with my sister and it was like you know i i never got to really raise um you three up the way that that i i could have because i i thought that i had to go out and do these things and become successful but he almost got a second chance with raising my sister's kids, the grandkids, and he realized it's it has nothing, success has nothing to do with any metrics out there. It just has to do with the time you're spending right now. Yeah. Oh man, that's great. Uh I'm I'm that's probably gonna be this episode's title. <laughs> For sure. That's Come on now. Gonna be. Now, with all of that being said, I love how detailed you 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 responded to that uh question. Um I, I want to ask you, with that definition, do you deem yourself successful according to that definition? Yes, I definitely do. I, I think with all the, the trials, tribulations, all the, all the, um, the ups and downs, all the um, whether people view it as like a step back or a step forward, uh, I think uh, I feel I know it now um, that I feel successful and I, I feel like success is um within me um it's just my responsibility and my um commitment now to make sure that i apply myself to that success that's within me so um and you know like we have so much life to live yet we need to cherish every moment so i'd rather live every moment feeling that success than feeling that i'm not worthy of that success Mm, all right well, Jam, I just want to say thank you for being on and accepting my invitation to come on this podcast. It's an and, honor. Yeah. And I, I just I, I want to ask for you to just let people know how they can get in contact with you and what projects you have coming up very soon. Yes, sir. Um, first, again, shout out to you, because honestly, this podcast is so dope. I feel really I feel healed, like even just talking through stuff. And it's the way that you guide and curate the, the conversation. Also, your setup is mad crazy. I love it. Yes, yes. Shout out to you. There's man. a lot of crazy things going on. You got to do what you, you can do to make it look good. You know, <laughs> hey, man, game, recognize game, game, recognize game. Um, 
Yeah, man. I think uh, right now you can follow me on um, Instagram at uh, jamewell.z, um, J-A-M-U-E-L-L-E.Z. Um, you can follow me on TikTok. I'm doing a lot of stuff on TikTok now um, yep. because it's just for me, I'm treating TikTok as an active diary or active journal um, to then document my pathway right now. Because I think um, for me, I would love to see people from like, I would have loved to see Gary Vee from the very jump. Um, before he reached now and he he yes. even says it like he wishes he started from literal zero yes. um so so i'm starting from my what uh what i'm kind of coining as like my my basements to billboards type of mentality um yes. shout out to russ because he said that in an interview before he did his thing um but right now what i'm currently working on is i'm getting ready to drop a song per week uh for at least two years um and beyond uh yeah um yep so i'm working on that so you can find me on spotify you can find me on apple music um i'm using united masters if anybody's on there link me up um let's link up let's talk about different resources and stuff because i do feel like now being an artist in the independent realm um there's more resources and tools um and and um I, I know that there's so much more game that I need to learn as I'm going through this process, but the basis of it has been like, I feel like I've been in a, in, um, in a cave for the past like two months, just writing, writing, producing, mixing, mastering all my own songs. And uh, when I first said I was committing to a song a week for two years, I was very, very intimidated by it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then like after spending these, after spending these like two months just locked in and focused and zeroed in, I look back up, I organize my song release sheet. I have like 30 songs ready. So it's, it's, it's all about preparation. So, um, and I'm documenting that journey across my platforms too. Um, and there's some films that I'll be working on um, that you guys will know about across those platforms as well um, that are going to be hopefully coming out on streaming platforms um, for sure, uh, but also in theaters too. So um, a lot of different things in the works. You can catch me at Soul Sunday and at Synergy, um, part of the team. Um, and straight up, just shoot me a message, text me, tweet me, do whatever. Um, I'm open. I'm an open book. Perfect, perfect. Once again, man, thank you so much. And thank you for dropping those gems and all of that knowledge and wisdom. I really appreciate it. You even helped me in this time uh, we had this discussion. And for all of you that are just learning who I am, I'm Evan the Show. That's E-V-A-N-T-H-E-S-H-O-W. All across the board, uh, you can visit successislearnedbehavior.com if you want to learn more about this brand. Uh, you can follow us at Brand, S-I-L-B brand on Instagram. And Thank you for your time and thanks for watching.